Hello, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to Ongakuryu, the podcast where three friends come together and break down what's new in the Japanese music industry. This is the podcast for the week of October 8th, 2021. I'm your host, Ken, and with me we have Gray. What's happening, dudes? And Luna. Oh, Genki. Mina-san, konnichiwa. Oh, Genkis indeed. It's been a while since all three of us came back again. Um, <laughs> yes, it has. Too long. Too long. It, it has been a while, but we're, we're, we're glad the tripod is back together. Yes, yes, Standing yes. firm. Yes, yes, yes. How have you guys been and what you've been listening to? Let's start with you, Gray. Uh, yeah, I have been listening to a lot of what have has been really occupying my time as of late. Just, you know, more Nogizaka 46 with their uh, Kimini Shikareta uh I, I really like that track. I, I know it has its detractors, but I, I really liked it. So uh, I've been enjoying that. I found Sobakasu by Judy and Mary on Apple Music this week, and I've been digging that one a lot too. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, it's the Kenshin song, but it's one of their more famous songs after that. Yes. Yes. Uh, oh, and I've, I've always absolutely adored that song. I think it's fabulous. And I, I like, a lot of this week, I've had uh, number one by Dish stuck in my head. I don't know why. I was never like the biggest fan of that opening for My Hero Academia, I but <laughs> I don't know. That, that song's grown a lot on me over time, which is well after they've stopped airing it in the show, but, you know, it is what it is. So, yep, I'm still listening to All Me by IVVY. Uh, I've still been checking out Hadashi No Step by Lisa. Mm-hmm. So, other than that, nothing too crazy. Luna, what have you been listening to? So, some of the same old, same old. Some of the new stuff is I went back to Aoyama Thelma because she has a new album coming out this month. So, I've been re-listening to her Smoke and Tears album, which I forgot how good that is. I mean, she had some great collaboration tracks on there with Sway, Shota Shimizu, Anarchy, Millie and I. And... I, I I just enjoyed going back and listening to her works and how each album of hers is different from the next. So I love the variety that Thelma displays and I'm very, very excited for her new album coming up. Also been listening to A Witch's new track, Kuchini Dashte, which is another ballpark hit for me. I really enjoyed it and I'm looking forward to when she does finally release her new mini album that got delayed. Also been checking out Hitoman's Peekaboo EP, which is really, really good, actually. I wish I could do her for MC, but she doesn't have a website. However, Attention is probably the top track on that album for me, which is the lead one. Also checked out Miyavi's newest album, Imaginary, which I really liked. And I am regretting not being able to go to his tours he's doing this year. Because he's doing two in Chicago. He's doing one in Vegas. He just did one in LA and Seattle. And I would love... Chicago is only about five hours for me. But due to the time period it's in, I am very busy being October. And I'm so sad I can't go. Because he looks like he puts on an amazing tour. And Imaginary is a really good album. So Oh yeah. No, he's he's probably one of the best low key artists that I've seen in a long time when I went last year. 
before, you know, the world just, like, imploded on itself. Yeah, and he looks like it because just, you know, just his music is very powerful. And I also feel like he puts in a great show for the fans as well. And he really likes, he loves his fans. And you can tell, I've seen some of the clips and I'm like, I want to see him so bad. So I'm a little disappointed I can't go this year just because of when it falls, I have another previous engagement. Um, also, Cream dropped their newest single tattoo, and I'm in love with it. And the video is really cute. And Yayoi Diamond has her newest digital single, "Chill Like a Midnight," which is really good. So, and Vondi, I went back to him, and he has some great new singles he dropped since I went back to him. Tokimeki and oh yeah, Tokimeki is absolutely fantastic. Yes. So I've been going back to him and all his music and I'm like, oh my God, I love Vondi because he's just fantastic. So I'm glad to see so many new, so many artists releasing a lot of new tracks lately. And it's been exciting checking Mm -hmm. out a lot of the new stuff coming out. But uh, with that, Ken, what have you been listening to? So I've been listening to a little bit here and there. So I've been listening to syrup's new single change that came out a couple weeks back uh, it's pretty good i've it, i've been really liking that and then i've been listening to a vocalist named yama she finally released her first album titled the meaning of life and i've been absolutely looking forward to this since it was announced about a month or two back so i'm actually really excited to go dive deep for it the lead song hope theory is absolutely fantastic and i highly recommend that I've been also listening to the Charm Park's latest hit, Floating Forever, which is really, really good. I've been listening to Kajoe's new single, No, no Tell Right, which is alright as well. And same as you, Gray, I've been listening to Lisa's new EP, Hadashi No Steps. Um, we've talked about it a bit last week, and um, I've been really liking it. And finally, I've been listening to the rock band Atara Yo's new well, semi-new single, the Jugatsu Mukachi Kimi wo Wasudedu that came out about a year ago, but I've finally been able to go and sit down with it. But with that, let's continue on to this topic here, and I think it's only fair for the person that is in the spooky time of month to take charge with this. So Luna, why don't you introduce our topic? All right, so... This is my favorite time of month, as everyone should know. I love October and Halloween season. So we all decided to pick our top Halloween songs. So pretty much we're going, uh, the topic is, what Halloween songs would you recommend? And this is one of my favorite topics, just because there are so many great Halloween songs out there all over the world and I feel like Japan goes all out for Halloween but we don't see too many Halloween songs you know get really recognized besides some of the well there's one obvious one all right so I'll start off with my first one and it is an artist who is known for more of the alternative persona it is Tommy Heavenly Six and she does many many Halloween songs she has several EPs based off them. However, I went with the track Ruby Eyes as this is probably one of my top songs for her in general. But this song starts off full Halloween flavor. I mean, you hear 
you hear the spookiness, the orchestra, pretty much the organ playing in there. So, you know, once you hear that, you're getting into a very, very, very Halloween themed track. And then it starts off as more of a punk rock song, which is the typical Tommy Heavenly flavor on that. And um, that that's one of the big reasons I love her is she knows how to put a great Halloween track on with that rock flavor and you feel it. You don't even have to watch the music video to feel the Halloween oozing from Ruby Eyes. And it is more on the heavier side, which I like. And that's typically what people think of when they hear Halloween. They think of the metal, the rock. But I think Tommy does it very well because she still has the lighter vocals that are more poppy, which I like. And it blends so well with the theme and with the band, with the instruments as well. So this is a big, big one for me. And I can't wait to hear what you guys think of Ruby Eyes as it's a it's a big favorite of mine. Yeah, no, I really, really dug this. I I know Tommy Heavenly Six from her track Paper Moon, which is the second opening to Soul Eater. And I've always really dug that track. I I, I think it's really good. And I wanted to check out more of her music years ago, uh, but they just now have started adding her music, more of her music to Apple Music. And they have like two of her albums and I hadn't had a chance to check them out. So it was really glad you put up ruby eyes luna because i this is a i thought a really good halloween track i think i think you hit the nail on the head there uh she does a really wonderful job with this and i i really like the the contrast that she's able to pull off with you know that kind of heavy rock vibe but with a very light pop uh pop vocal styling i think that gives her um pretty uniqueness that really just helps the give the track uh, this nice tone that goes through it all. I really liked Ruby Eyes. I thought it was a, a really good track, and I wish they had more of her. I wish they had more of Tommy Heavenly Six on Apple Music. Uh, they also have a little bit of Tommy February Six on Apple Music, but that's a different topic for a different day. Oh, yeah. I wish if they did, too, because she has other amazing halloween tracks like lolly lollipop candy bad girl i'm your devil and the album that ruby eyes is on is not on apple however you can watch the music video on youtube so i'm happy for that and i hope one day they do put all her music on here because she just is such a phenomenal artist and i have so much fun with her music yeah, I, I I was telling Ken before the show, I think with Tommy Heavenly Six, I'm going to adopt the strict rule I have with uh, Slipknot, and that is listen to the music, don't watch the music video. Because <laughs> uh, I've always thought, I, I know they have their fans, but you know Slipknot always scared me. Even as like a high schooler, I just always thought their image just creeped me out. So uh, I was like, like, but they would drop a few tracks that I really thought were good. And then I would watch the music video and get really scared, like wigged out by it. So I just, I had to develop the, uh, I'll listen to the music, but not watch the music video. And I think with Tommy Heavenly Six, that, that the music video for Ruby Ice freaked me out a bit, which cool. I mean, I mean, it's a Halloween track. It's supposed to, it's supposed to 
go into that horror vibe. So, you know, it, it was aesthetically correct, but I was like, ah, I really like the song. The the music video is a little weird for me, but I, 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 I liked it overall. I thought it was a good track. Yeah, it's supposed to go into that creepy vibe. So, yeah, the music video yeah. really, really sets that tone, <laughs> to say the least. Granted, I've, I've been familiar with her work for a long time, actually, way back when, since M-Flow days, at least. So I've been kind of surprised at the reason why you chose Ruby Eyes. I, I I really like the track. It's a an amazing track, and it does fit the spooky times that we are in. But I'm surprised that you didn't really choose another track. If you had chosen something besides Ruby Eyes, what would you have chosen, Luna? It would have either been Lollipop Candy Bad Girl or I'm Your Devil Halloween Remix. Yeah, I thought the I'm Your Devil song was a a bit more... Fitting? Yeah, a little bit more fitting. And, I mean, there's several of her tracks that probably are a little more fitting than Ruby Eyes, but I think it's yeah. because Ruby Eyes is one of my personal favorites of hers, and it still fits very well along the Halloween theme. Yeah. But she has so several Halloween theme songs that it's always difficult to choose, and I think it depends on my mood I'm feeling at the moment. I I just picked up her Halloween Addiction single, and I'm very very excited. So, and with that, my second track is is actually an artist that I saw this live before I was ever familiar with their music in Japan in 2014, and it is brand new vibe. Tokyo Zombie. So I I went to see Jasmine and I this was the the main band that was actually playing and I'm going to say they're actually an idol group which I did not realize cuz they they each have their own color. So I knew nothing about this group and I mean they're more like a band than a group cuz most of them do play their own instruments with two vocalists and one lead. And I saw Tokyo Zombie live as that was their newest track at the time and seeing them perform it live was just amazing. And that turned me onto their music along with several other songs. But this one always stuck with me just because I, they usually do a little bit more poppy music and this was very dark, very uh, heavy and it just fit with that theme. And I'm a sucker for tracks like these. But I love how they did their vocals in it, and especially because they were trying to go with more of a metal, grungy type theme, and I did like that. But they also show that they have very, very good vocals, and I feel like even if if you like pop or you like rock, I think you can both enjoy Tokyo Zombie. And I also like a lot of the instruments they use and how they fit that theme, and it I think it's very befitting of the season. Yeah, no, this was a wonderful track. And it was another one that I wish was on Apple Music. If uh, Luna, if it is, please correct me because I really looked for this and I really dug the track overall. But the music video on YouTube is two minutes. Like, it's like a two minutes. So it's not the full song, sadly. Well, I mean, it's a short and version. Of it, so I would. It, yeah, 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 yeah. They don't hide it. They don't. They don't hide it. Uh, but I would have loved to have heard the full version because I really liked like the first two minutes of the song that I heard. I thought it was great. And yeah, it definitely hits that 
again that horror vibe but it's i don't know i think it's a fun song i did i I thought it was a a fun kind of dark track that really just really pulled the listener in i i thought this was great but brand new vibes not really on apple music so it's that that's like my one thing i was like man i wish this was on apple music because i'd probably download it i liked it a lot so brand new vibe is on apple music but they're the label they were under that music is not on there anymore it used to be and it got removed and i'm pretty upset about this and if i'm correct they switch record labels and only only their newer label is on there but their previous ones are not because this is on their second album colors too and i remember when it was on there because I was very, very excited, and it got removed. And I think it was also on Spotify at one time as well. So it's, it, I will say I'm glad the music video is on. It did get put on YouTube. They actually had more of them on there, but they're exclusive to Japan because the label at the time, they were when I was over there, they did not have anything outside Japan. I mean, it's Universal. Universal only started doing catering to the international audience recently fairly recently yes yeah so it makes sense and i'm hoping one day that it'll get put back put back on apple because i love this band and i think this is one of this is probably one of my top songs by them and it's a fun track i just wish if it was more readily available Oh yeah, no, going on my thing, I guess. Yeah, you guys are right. It is. It, I wish it was available because I, I wish I could hear the full song because it does hit that that eerie vibe and it, it does set that tone of what the song is supposed to be right from the get-go and it really drawed me in and I really do like it, that about this particular song. However, I do wish that they had it all available, but because they did switch records, yeah, Universal ain't really going to play fair with the other labels, so to speak, so obviously they're going to remove everything. Yeah, it's unfortunate. I mean, you can still get that album pretty reasonable from what I saw on Amazon Japan, but I I honestly think it's a the whole album's worth it. I blind bought it because I saw enough of them live that I'm like, I, I really like them, and they they wowed me. Let's put it that way. All right, and with that, Gray, what tracks did you pick? Yeah, uh, this was this was a very interesting one, and uh, I I realized like I didn't I didn't know many, so I, I had to I had to scramble a bit. Uh, my first one that I I picked. Uh, uh, forgive me for. Um, taking what seems to be like an easy road. Uh, but I picked a Suki Suki Okabe by White Jam, which to me, that that's a fun track. You know, I, I, I know like Halloween is associated with horror and monsters, but you know, growing up as a kid, like I always thought it was a fun season, you know, dr- dressing up, going out, like partying and stuff like that. Just, um, seemed more appealing to me, like trick or treating like that to me, just, is kind of the spirit of the season. I mean, don't get me wrong. I like a good horror movie. I had plans on Halloween night to go watch horror movies, but Suki Suki Okabe, I felt was really more like what I like in the season of Halloween. And yeah, it's just a fun little track. It's got this nice little kitschy gothic theme going on 
And uh, it really is a nice showcase for Nikki and her vocals. I don't think she gets a whole lot of spotlight in White Jam, and she's really good. And Suki Suki Okabe is one of those tracks that I think really lets her shine. And like I said, it's fun. If you watch the music video, you know, they're they're clearly having fun with this track. And I I really, really liked it. And I, I was like, well, you know, and it's it's labeled a Halloween track on Apple on um, their YouTube page. So I was like, this is this fits. It, it fits the theme. So that's uh this was my pick for this is my first pick for the week for the topic. I'm really glad you picked Suki Suki Okabe as I did initially skip over this one a little bit, and I'm glad you brought it up because I got to go back to it, and I love the opening because it does fit with that Halloween vibe and it gets you in the mood, and it's a fun track, and and you are correct. Halloween's not just about horror and ghosts and ghouls and zombies. It's about having fun with your friends, enjoying it. it. It's a very social holiday. So I think Suki Suki Okabe fits very well with the theme, and it is a it's definitely a fun Halloween track. Yeah, no, I was initially not surprised by, by the pick when I saw who it was by, and I was like, oh, I remember kind of going through this because we're in the middle of our our re-listen, and when I did see that White Jam had released a semi. October-ish Halloween style track. I was like, I'm pretty sure this track is going to be on here. And sure enough, it is. And um, when I did listen to it initially, I was like, yeah, I can see why. I can see why this will probably be doing that side of the season. And it, it does an uplifting side. And I do like that. And w- when we compare it to my my picks, yeah, it that little bit of the jaunt, Halloween side does really help a whole lot more. So I really enjoyed going back and listening to Suki Suki Okabe. Can't, can't say that about yeah. the rest of their tracks, but yeah, I can say that about this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I'm glad, I'm glad you guys liked them. Uh, and for my next pick, I went with... So I there's the reason I picked this is because we're going to talk about them later. And I, I thought it'd be kind of fun to compare and contrast. So. And what is there to compare and contrast? There's <laughs> uh, a little bit. It's, there's a little bit. Uh, so I, I picked Halloween Night by AKB48, which I didn't know the song existed till we did this topic. I had never heard of it. Yeah, I know. It's not a song it. that's talked about a whole lot. And I, I like when you listen to it, I can kind of see why, but... Still, I thought the music video was a lot of fun, and you know, this was definitely like just a lot of people dancing in a club in ha- Halloween costumes. So it was nice to see like some of the old familiar faces. If you're an older AKB48 fan, like every time I saw Jarena, I was like, "Oh, I miss you." Although she has some SKE48 news I saw on Twitter, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah, so, it's, it's mostly her saying goodbye to everyone and all that crap. Because so. uh, another okay. another member that she was fairly close to just graduated, so. Ah, I gotcha. Okay. Yeah, because she said, I saw, like, she has, like, I have a SKE48 thing related. You know, oh, I was like, oh, she she out of retirement hating it no i don't think so but uh yeah no still halloween night it's fun it's just this nice little fun it again it kind of feeds into that like my first pick just this fun halloween night 
and just going around having fun with your friends. So it, it pretty much hits the same beat. Yeah. I I, I will I will say I, I personally I do like Suki Suki Okabe a bit more, but if you like if you're looking for like a, a fun upbeat Halloween number and you want a nice me- mega idol track, I think Halloween Night is sufficient. It should should check all the boxes. <laughs> well, the thing is with Halloween Night and then Suki Suki Okabe, you're what what you say about going out with that? That is Japan's ideal of what Halloween is. That's literally Japan's idea of Halloween. Is they only started doing the whole spooky stuff but fairly recently but a lot of it is just you go out you put on a, a costume and you get drunk <laughs> that's that's pretty much it <laughs> for, for yep, Japan the Shibuya side. parties so the, yeah so I'm not surprised that they've um, recent popular groups had done this trend or what is Japan's way of what is Halloween the thing is with this song this song in particular so they are trying to recapture the magic that is Koisu Fortune Cookie at this point. And it's really difficult to not see that around this time. And it's unfortunate that that song had to live up to this, but it is. And I, it's, it's really difficult to, to listen to AKB around this era because they were trying, they were trying to recapture a lot of the magic that they lost with Koisu Fortune Cookie, and any song after that, probably all the way up until my year's graduation. What's his Juichi Gatsuno um, bracelet? It's it's really difficult to listen to them because they haven't really innovated around that time. Yeah, I feel you on this one because Halloween Night is one of those tracks that I would always go back and forth on. I love the music video just because, I mean, that's really what Halloween is Japan. Everyone dressing up, getting drunk, having fun. But the song itself does not fit with the video and it always throws me off. And even just listening to the song by itself without knowing of the video, it just never felt that halloweeny and not just it didn't feel halloween it just felt like a typical by the numbers idol song it never felt like anything special to me however i am a sucker for it just because you know it well, is a, I mean, it has a fun you, jazziness to it if you listen to the lyrics i mean a lot of the songs that both me and gray picked if you listen to the lyrics it's a little bit more halloweeny compared yes. to anything else and that's a majority especially with my first pick like you wouldn't think that's a technically a halloween style song but oh, it, it so is, is because it it you just listen to the lyrics and it's right there and it's same for halloween light night you just listen to the lyrics and it does do that jaunt of what japan thinks of halloween and halloween and this yep. was right right at that cusp when it was starting to happen yep and th- that's the part, like the lyrics fit. I think it's just the musical beat that always throws me off because it's very jazzy. And But I do like it. And I think that's why I'm a sucker for it because it does fit with the theme. Not always my theme, but it's still in my playlist. So, And I'm glad you picked it, Gray, because that was the big one that I always think of when 
Halloween songs in Japan comes up, it's always Halloween Night by AKB. Is it's very very well known? Yeah, and and that was the thing. I was like, I was like, oh, I was really looking forward to this topic, and then I, I had to do like a little digging, and I listened to like a couple of tracks from a couple of other artists, but this was like the one that I felt the most comfortable going with, and so that was another reason why I picked it. Because uh, it's like, well, you know, I want to make certain, you know, it's on theme and stuff. I, I will say I do see where it's like, you, you know, you do have to pay a little bit more attention to the lyrics because like there's no Halloween flavor in the music itself. But um, still, I like I said, I, I really liked it. I thought it was a, a solid track. Uh, I can understand why I can I can see where Ken's coming from, I guess would be a better way to put it and and stuff. But yeah. But yeah, with that, let's continue on to my two songs here. And first off, I did choose Monster by Odyssey. And while you guys might be thinking this style of Halloween songs might change from person to person, you know, that top song would have to be Monster for me. You know, I can literally already hear people saying that Odyssey ain't scary, so why this particular song? Well, besides the fact that the song is titled Monster, a lot of the lyrics... Include things like seeing me sneak up through the darkness of night and looking at you with the full moon of light and things like that. It really kind of does hand in hand with that spooky vibe. Along with that, you know, the track was originally released in October and was used as the opening for um, Ono's, one of the leader, the, the members leaders, uh, his drama for Kaibutsu-kun, which is Monster-kun. So this particular song holds resident to me that if you are going to talk about halloween yeah you're gonna talk about monster for me oh and so i loved your pick for monster and yes i know what you mean by at most it won't seem scary you know or fit the halloween theme but you're right the lyrics do match with it very well and i actually really liked your pick because a lot of the times it is the lyrics that do pull it in just like halloween night the lyrics do make it but I I love Monster, and I'm glad you picked an Odyssey song because it's one I often overlook. So it was good going back and listening to it and actually paying attention to the lyrics because that really does get you in the mood and gave me those Halloween vibes, you know? Michael Myers just watching you. Yeah, I really forgotten about Monster. I, I, I'll be honest. I mean, you when we covered... Arashi's whole discography like you know they have just so many songs it's hard to remember all of them but uh, I'm glad you picked Monster because like I said I had forgotten about it and I got to go back and listen to it I was like oh yeah this is a really good track and I don't know I kind of hear it a little bit it's got a little bit of that I wouldn't say horror flair just but I guess like a suspense thriller <laughs> suspenseful thing like, kinda, yeah yeah it's like a, it's got like a little bit like a suspense thriller theme kind of float into it and you have like a solid Arashi track in the process. So I, I liked it. I, I think it's a solid pick and I, it, it kind of gets me in the mood of the season. Yeah. I mean, if you're talking about suspenseful, I think truth is a much more suspenseful style of song in my personal opinion. <laughs> oh, probably. Oh, I mean, I think they're going for more of the like campy feel and yeah, monster. Yeah. That, that's my take on it. And I, and I like campy. Yeah. I think campy is, can done well is really good. Yeah. With that, you know, my next song would have to be Fashion Monster by Caddy Pami Palmu. And, you know, 
some might say that it's just her being zany again with the many, many outfits that is just her around this time. And she really does try to do it up, so to speak, with the spooky side here. If you do watch the music video, music video really kind of takes that. And, you know, with her hair being like a bat-like shape and, you know, her compadres, so to speak, are dressed up in iconic monster views and, you know, and a bunch of other spooky-like things. Well, the song might not be of the spooky time of year. The message of you trying to wear what you want to wear kind of thing mentally kind of connects to people. And I think that's really important for, like, for costuming and stuff like that. So that's the reason why I picked her. And I already hear from you, Luna. Why didn't you pick the other song that is more famous from her for for Halloween for Crazy Party Night? It's because Fashion Monster was the last song that I really paid attention to Caddy with. And I didn't really like her after that. That makes sense. I mean, I really do like Fashion Monster, though. I, I guess my thought was... With Crazy Party Night, it is a little more Halloween. However, Fashion Monster is perfect for that, too. Because I think Fashion Monster is actually a better song. Hmm. To be honest, as a whole, I like it better than Crazy Party Night. And I'm glad you picked it because I, I haven't really gone back to Kiati that much. I have maybe like one or two songs I go back and listen to. And I would say it's probably Pon 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 Fashion Monster <laughs> and Crazy Party Night and maybe a few others here or there. But I, I the music video still is fun. And I do love Kiati because she goes all out for a lot of her tracks in general and I feel like Fashion Monster is definitely one and it is it is a great track to get you in the mood for Halloween because it's one of those fun Halloween tracks that I mean that's part of the holiday you're having fun you're dressing up it's not all about the spooky scary things yeah I don't have a whole lot of experience with Kiati Pamu Pamu so this was a very interesting experience for me like I've only heard like one other song by her so I I really like Fashion Monster. I thought it's a fun track. It's definitely different and interesting. And it really fits the theme of the season, I feel like. Like, you know, it it really given its topic and what it's talking about, like I could I can easily see this being a very fitting Halloween theme tune. And uh you know, we don't, you know, Kelly Pommy Pommy is like she has like fans, but like we don't really talk about her much anymore. I don't think she is she still in the business. Yeah, she kind of is, but she, she's more of a fashion icon kind of thing, and that's uh, what's her thing was. She was like the Harajuku. It, if Harajuku probably exploded and manifested as a person, that is Caddy Pommy Pommy. Well said. So yeah, now go on, Luna. No, I, I just said, well said, because that is so true. And I will say she did just release an album this year. It just came out. Yeah, yeah, she did. Uh, okay. But, it, like, we haven't heard much news about it. She doesn't really... She, it's not that she's she lost popularity on the music scene, but it's more that she's more well-known now about her personality kind of thing. It's, 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 it's like she's Fuachan. And you can yeah. hear that anger in my voice when I hear him when I say her goddamn name. 
Yeah, no, I understand it. And it is true because you don't hear her promote her music as much as she used to. Now it's really about her fashion, her personality. You see her more in that sense than in the music now. Yeah. But getting getting back to fashion monster is good. I, I really liked it, and I'm glad you picked it, Ken. Yep. With that, let's continue on to the Oricon here. Oh, did you want to say something, Luna? No, I uh, or um, say so, yeah. I, I hope. Him. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Probably the cat licking herself. Damn. So I just want to say thank you, everyone, for for listening to the segment. Please let us know if there are any Halloween tracks that we did not discuss that are your favorites. We'd love to hear from you and hope you enjoyed our choices. Yes, yes, yes. But with that, let's continue on to this week's Oricon here, and it's, uh, it's, it's something. <laughs> Tell you that much. <laughs> yeah, it, it was a lackluster week, I, I think, me personally. Yeah. But with that, let's continue on to number 10, it is Kabutsu slash Yasushi Saved by Yao Selby. Hopefully it's probably the last week we'll probably see it on here. It, it had a good run individually and together, so congratulations to you also beyond that. This week it sold a lovely 19,800 points. Let's And with that, let's continue on to number nine. It is Tabita Ai and Atashitachi by Aiko. Now, this is rare as much as uh, we Aiko's been in the business. I think we've only dealt with her about four or five times. In our lovely three-year game of the, doing this year of this show. Yes. I'm always glad to see Aiko on here. I know we don't talk about her often, but she is a big pillar in the industry. So oh, I yeah. feel like whenever her tracks do come on here, it is something special. I mean, she doesn't release singles as much as she used to. It's more along albums. And I feel like a lot of artists are doing more albums than singles. But I actually, I really enjoyed Tabata Ai. I enjoyed it more than I thought I would because Aiko is hit or miss for me and it's just because of her vocal style and depending on when she does a little too much with her vocals that's when I'm turned off but I thought Tabata Ai was a very very solid track I actually liked Tashi Tachi I mean it it wasn't my favorite I I think Tabata Ai I enjoyed better than Atashi Tachi and maybe it's because I enjoyed Aiko's vocals a little bit more in Tabata Ai. And I also feel like At- uh, Atashi Tachi was a little bit slower. And with me, I don't know, maybe it was the mood I was in at the moment. But in general, I thought both were very, very solid tracks. And I, I honestly would recommend them both. Yeah, no, I, I don't really have a whole lot of exposure with Aiko, so I, I don't know a ton about her. But uh, Tabeta Ai and uh, Atashi Tachi, I loved both these tracks. To me, they were easily the standouts of the week. Uh, they were my absolute favorites. I loved Tab- Tabeta Ai is a lovely, lovely track with really good vocals done by Aiko. Just this lovely, lovely melody, and I I really like the Tashi Tachi. I I like the piano work in it. I like the melody that really 
precedes it. Even I even loved Ratia, which is the third track on the on the out EP. I, I really liked it as a whole, and I, I this is the only one that I wound up downloading this week because I was like, oh hey, this is really good. So I, I'm looking. For, I'm probably going to go back and re- be listening to this whole EP um, this week because I it just really sung to me. And uh, I like I loved it a lot. Yeah, saying that the whole EP is solid is an understatement. There, Gray. I personally believe it's probably one of her best work in a long time. And from front to back, I really did love Tabita I, Atashitachi, and Risha for that matter. A little bit more upbeat for herself or Risha, and and I prefer that a little bit, as I I do believe that she did rest on her laurels, so to speak, with Tabita and Tashitachi, with her usual style. So seeing a little bit more of an upbeat kind of beat, or up tempo style of track with Risha really does help her out, and I ended up really liking it so a lot with this release. I agree. I mean, the whole EP is solid, and Russia was a great track. I mean, I even though I said I like Tabata I best, I still think the whole EP is solid, and it is one of her best works, because usually there's one song on her album or single that I don't like, and this, I loved every one, so. But yeah, this week, Tabata and Atashitachi sold a lovely 20,550 points. And going on up to number 8, it is Crybaby by official Higidantism. is probably riding the wave of popularity that Tokyo Revengers is doing right now. Because I can't stop hearing about it even like months after its initial premiere. I'm still hearing things about Tokyo Revengers. But yeah, regardless, this week it sold a lovely 22,430 points here. Continuing on up to number seven, it's Sehari Sen by Back Number. Solid track overall. And this week it sold a lovely 25,264 points. And going on up to number six, it is Rocketeer by Ini. And you can tell by the voice and by the tone of my voice how I absolutely love this track. It was your song of the week, I know it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's from our boys at Produce 101 Japan, and just hearing that, you can tell what ty- type of song this is. So I think that both me and Gray are on the negative of this release. What about you, Luna? <laughs> I also am on the negative. So Yeah, this song was utter sh- other trash. <laughs> As, as soon as it came on, I I didn't even. I'm just like, what is this? Okay, this is. I had trouble. It. I had trouble getting past the opening of it, and I didn't like how they tried to harmonize their vocals because it just more sounded like they were shouting than singing, and it it just didn't work. The whole all of Rocketeer just didn't work. I will say, Brighter, which is the B side track was a way better track and i think it's because they actually use their vocals to what they can do but rocketeer was a mess and i just i i don't even know what they were trying to do with this yeah this was a track i'll i'll say it that i almost stopped listening to it 
like halfway through it, I was like, I can't take this anymore. This is not, this is not good. And I did manage to finish it because it's less than three minutes long, which is the best thing I could say about this track. This is oh, short. I, I turned it off a minute in because I already, <laughs> I assume what I heard is more the same. And am I right about that, Greg? It, it doesn't, after you get like a minute into it, it, the track does not really change much. Yeah, you're pretty close right there. So it, it is a, it is a journey. Yeah. It doesn't even sound like spacey, even though that's like the whole thing they're trying to go for because they're talking about roaming the galaxy and being a rocketeer. And I'm like, dude, I think, I think you guys miss it. Missed it. Like, this is not, this is nothing, not remotely like sci-fi esque at all. It's just not good. Yeah. No, it's, uh, it's proving our point that anything that's coming off of produce one one is just absolute difficult to deal with because it is doing that fusion and that fusion and loss of identity isn't helping anyone granted we are probably the wrong freaking crowd and age group that this is heading towards and music is changing you know it could be just us you know old people yelling at the clouds at this point with this release but or this style anyway but I do believe that anything that Produce 101 has released, we've been like one one for eight at this point. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I can totally feel that. And I understand where, uh, like, like I, I get like there's an audience for this and, and I get it. But just to, for me, this has never been my jam and. I'll I'll be the old old man yelling at the clowns. I mean, all I three to. of us are that at this point. <laughs> yeah, none, none, and... of the, none of the stuff that they have released. I think we've only liked one of them, one release out of every of all their three or four groups that have come out of Produce One Hundred and One. We've only liked one release out of the hand dozen that they have already released. Yeah, yeah, and I think part of it, like you said, Ken, we're not the target art audience for them. They're going for that younger generation, and a lot of that younger generation does like this type of music. So that's what they're trying to hit towards because they want to grow with that audience versus trying to produce something that's going to go with the us older people who have a certain style we listen to. And, you know, sometimes when fusion is done, it can be done right, but this isn't done right to what we like. Or our age group, at least. But I'm sure the younger people are eating this up. Yeah, so, I mean, regardless, I hope Eni has a wonderful regular debut here with their album. But as of right now, they're not winning us over. <laughs> they're not. And I really wish that we could hear something not appeal towards that crowd that you're trying to appeal towards and i i think that's mostly it i think once they kind of slow slow down and kind of rely on their laurels and show why they are a group that has participated in that particular tv show i think would be a little bit more forgiving but the fact that they are resting on pop and wow is going to gather an audience isn't really helping us and it's it's been really bad in the results for that regardless rocketeer sold a lovely 28,692 points here and going on up to number five it is tokunatsu sunshine and wish song by layla 
of the lovely Love Live series. So, as our resident Love Live specialist here, Luna, how'd you like these two releases? I thought they were both solid, but I'm also biased because I really like Love Live, and I think Layla is one of their top... I mean, I love Layla. I think they have produced... They've done fantastic songs, all the ones I've heard by them. They, they've gotten my praise. I will say I do believe they're not as strong as some of their other releases, but I enjoyed both Tokusatsu Sunshine and Wish Song, and I thought they had solid vocals. They fit with the theme of Love Live, and they are very summery, which I'm not quite in the mood for right now, but in general, they were both equally solid, and I don't know which one I like more, to be honest. I will say Layla has been pretty consistent overall. I've liked all the tracks that they've dropped so far. I don't think this one's an exception to any rule. I think both these tracks here are wonderful. Tokusatsu Sunshine is, I think, probably the one I preferred over the two. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I liked both of them. I liked them a lot. If they were on Apple Music, I'd probably download them. I That that I'm not 100% certain on. I don't know if not, not I, I don't know about that particular release yeah. must have been on but but still it, it's it's overall pretty well done and the vocals on it are really good and the composition is really well done too so I, I liked it overall I think it was pretty solid yeah so probably the reason why it's released so late into the summer into autumn at this point was because it released during the summer on the game. And this is probably from the game. That makes sense. I can see that. So they wait. They wait a while to to gather the full versions of the songs and release it. So that's that's one reason. Probably the reason why they taught they did it right at the end of September. Or so, but you know, I I've been loving what Layla has been releasing. Tokenatsu no Sunshine and Wish Song are really solid, and you know, I can't really. Sound like I'm a broken record of gray here, but they, they've been really solid, and I really can't wait to hear more songs by them because the momentum that this particular season of Love Live has been going, they've been releasing hit after hit, and I've been loving it. I, I agree, and they have been doing hit after hit, and every time I see Layla on the charts, I get very excited because they have been one of the the anchors of you know if it's Leela it's more than likely going to be a hit on Oricon I'm not going to be disappointed and I haven't yet yeah that's for sure regardless Tokunatsu, Sunshine, and Wish Song so the lovely 30,744 points here and going on up <laughs> to good old Nogizaka 46 yeah no so this is the, I think this is the first time you've been revealed to this song, right, Luna? Yes. Was Did this come out last week? Shit. Came out, it came out a couple weeks ago. Yeah. I don't remember the, it. The physical release came out last week. Yeah, it was number one last week. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, I listened to it last week and I don't remember. I really don't. That shows how that shows how much of an impact it had on me. <laughs> You're telling me it's your it's your favorite uh, it's your favorite track by Nogizaka Forty Six. I know it. I feel it. No, it's um, 
It's uh, not a stage track, if I remember correctly. <laughs> I don't remember whose track it was. I, I liked it. I've been listening to it this week, but I, I wouldn't recommend it for anybody. It's like, like yeah, well, I mean, track. I, I mean, I if it. you listen to the music video, yeah, it's really difficult. Yeah, no, I think um, if you listen to the music video, it's a really difficult track to recommend people. But I think it's an amazing track. But it's not like you're listening to it and being like, ah, oh, who's the lead singer for this? Ah, oh, 46 other girls? All right. Kind of thing. But they're not going to be like singling out a, a, a specific voice, so to speak. You know what I mean? No, 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 they're not. No. So, yes, this was the first time I've been exposed to Kimini Shikareta. And, I mean, it's a little forgettable for me, but I actually think it's one of the better tracks by Nogizaka46 I've heard lately. I thought all their harmonies are really good, and it actually had a good composition. Mm. So, but, you know, with Idols, it has to really stand out for me, and I mean, it has to have that something very unique for me to remember it, and unfortunately I really didn't remember Kimidi Shikadareta. So, but, you know, I'm guessing compared to Gomene, fingers crossed, I think you liking this a lot more. Way better. I remember, Way better. I, I remember listening to the episode and both of you weren't sold on Gomene, fingers No, Gomene, fingers crossed was awful. So I will say <laughs> Which that... is funny because I absolutely thought that song was okay. So, <laughs> Well, I don't know. And I... <sighs> I, I actually go midnight. My fingers are crossed. Yeah. I mean, Kimonishi Shikarareta. It, it's not bad. It just for me, it's very forgettable. However, I do think it's a solid track because I I actually like the harmonies in it, and I think the composition matches very well. It's a well done track compared to what I've heard of them lately because lately I haven't really been sold on Nogizaka Forty Six. I mean, this might not fully sell me, but it tells me hey you guys are going in the right direction this actually isn't too bad but i'm not going to listen to it all the time because it's not my thing well i also think this is like what i want to say the third release after my shirashi's graduation so i think that at this point in time they already found their their next generation person that they're gonna lay on as the center that might not be now but or with uh, kimi ni shikareta but it it'll, it'll happen eventually, and that that will put them on the right track. Because it's it's sad to say, because as of late, their biggest songs or releases have been graduation songs that I feel like they have been putting in more effort on. Yeah, I do. I do feel that. I just I think for me, it's because they're not for me. But listening to the song as a whole, I mean, I think it's solid. Yeah. Because I I think their 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 latest song that was much more better than this was Boku wa Boku o Suki ni Naru, and I believe that was my Shirashi's graduation song, right? Yeah, that was uh yeah, and that was what twenty nineteen? No, it was earlier this year. <laughs> oh yeah, that, you're right. That is right. I I keep forgetting that that happened earlier this year like uh also like because jarina's graduation song was released earlier this year i thought that happened last year yeah yeah well she announced that she was gonna do it last year but she wanted to have a big people because because uh that was the whole thing 
and I think that's and I think with the fans. And I think that's what keeps throwing me is these things were announced and then they were delayed a year because of just the everything going on and and yeah. just it wound up happening this year over last year and so I keep thinking like oh that was last year no it wasn't it was this year. So that's on me I guess. Yeah. But, but regardless, Kimi ni shikarete It's it's old busters for a while now here so that leaves 39,255 points here and that's fairly decent for a drop off here and going on up to number 3 it is Butter by BTS BTS meal galore that's all I hear but regardless this week it's all the lovely 47,002 points here and going on up to number 2 it's Kiro by back number so we got Two back number songs on here, and they are really riding high on their popularity as of late. Because I've I've really liked Kido, but what do you guys have to say about this first? So let's start with you, Luna. I also really like Kido. I thought it was a great track, and I feel like lately back number I can see why they're riding on their success because so far all their tracks have been thumbs up for me and i'm glad for that i'm glad to see back number on here and doing so good yeah this was a really good number and i'm glad that they're like you guys said i don't want to sound like i'm kind of repeating you two although i don't have too much more to add i I did I, i like this a lot and you know coming off of their last single i i think you know back number is doing really good right now and i felt like you know this is definitely a really really good track also uh, I really liked the second track as well which was Self Olympic Yeah, I think that one's a lot of fun and it's pretty short it's only two and a half minutes long so you know it, it gets in does what it does and it leaves and it just leaves you wanting more Yeah, uh, which is the sign of a good song in my opinion I haven't added this to my my, my catalog yet I, I'm wavering if I'm going to I don't know if I liked it that much Although I did add, uh, is it Hasen? Yeah. Uh, their their last. I did add that one. I might add these two as well. So I'm still waffling. I'll figure it out. But these, this is a solid track overall. I mean, both both tracks are really freaking good, and I would recommend them, especially if you're a back number fan. Yeah, I mean, going going off, continuing. This is the third hit in a row that they've reached the Oricon and I'm very thankful because you know I've I known of them for quite a long time I believe back way back when with Christmas song like close to 6 years ago at this point but I've I've kept them in the background here and with Kaito Seihaisen and now Kido you know they've been doing really great and I think this is a resurgent year for them and I can't be more than ec- ecstatic for them because they are a great, great band, and I, I want to see more success done by them. So, and you know, they haven't rest on their loyal laurels and kind of done the same old thing. They've always kind of changed the beat, so to speak, and I've loved that. They haven't rested on the recipe that is Kaito or the previous release as well. So I've been kind of liking that, that they've been kind of seeing what works and move on from that and still doing well from it, right? (laughs) Yes, no, no, sorry. I was just digesting everything. But no, I think so too. And 
I'm it's just amazing seeing their three successful singles and seeing how well they've been doing and I'm very happy for that and I hope they keep going with it because I'm enjoying their music and it also makes me want to go back and listen to their older stuff because this is a group a, a band I always really liked but I I would only listen to them when they when they release something really big and now I feel like with everything they've been doing especially with Kinito, I'm just like, you know, this might be time for me to go back and listen. I, I'm loving this, and I'm glad they're gaining way more momentum. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad for them, and, you know, I'm looking forward to their next release. I think, you know, they're on a streak. Let's see how long they can ride it. But, yeah, with that, Kinito sold their lovely 52,255 points here. And going on um, to number one here. And it is Nemo Hamo Rumor by AKB48. And, oh boy, this is a tough pill to swallow. I would say this is this is the latest release done by them since Shitsuden Arigato. Nearly over a year ago at this point. And what did we think about this? So What's you know, because oh. <laughs> I know we, we yeah, I know the two of us are going to be negative Nancy. So let's start. With I don't know Greg. about that. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm not going to be positive, dude. I mean, I don't have anything nice to say about this track. Uh, the number two track was really good, but other than that, it's not that good. But yeah, uh, this was an interesting track. I. I'm. I don't know. I'm still processing it. I. I. I have mixed feelings about it. I think it's okay when it wants to be. It's not doing anything particularly interesting. And I think that's its biggest problem. Is it's just kind of there. Uh, so, for me, uh, Nemo Hamo rumor is just. It's just it's just an okay song. It's definitely forgettable, and you know it it makes me almost long for like. And I, I wasn't even a fan of the old days, but you know, like the, whatever direction they're going in, I don't think they're going in the right direction. Now I don't know if that means they need to do a one eighty or if that means they need to take a ninety degree turn, but the the path they're currently on is not not conducive to success because it's it's a forgettable track there's nothing really outstanding about it there's nothing really that just grabs the listener and really pulls them in it is just this by the numbers idle song and, and that's fine I was gonna if say that's what because, it wants to be but well, you know the thing is that you say that but then I assume that you would like it because it, it's by the numbers at this point <laughs> Because you've always said that I prefer to by the numbers I don't group. I do. I do like. I do like my. Uh, I, I do. But I, to to me, this one was way more forgettable. Hmm. Like like I was like uh like I listened to this earlier today and I was talking about it and I had to put it back on just so I knew what I was talking about because I was like, man, how, how did the melody of this thing go? I just I just could not remember it to save my life. Uh, and like I said, like I just, I didn't like it. I just, I, I just didn't like, like it's just, it wasn't for me. I, I, I'll put it that way. 
like like I like generic idol. I I, I do. I, I don't think it's for everybody, and I think it's one of those things where it's like you know when when you go into it, if you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. I don't think it's for everyone. But even and I like Nogizaka Forty Six's last song a lot. I, I I really liked it a lot. I don't know if it'll make my own Gaku go, but I I I've, I've been listening to it. But there's nothing this song is doing that makes me say, well, instead of the le- the most recent Nogizaka Forty Six song that came out, I want to listen to this instead. It's not doing anything. I'm, I'm like I'm not really digging the melody. I I think it's pretty forgettable. I, d- I just think it's lackluster overall. And I just didn't like it. So the funny thing is, is with Nemo Hamel rumor, I, I kind of liked it. I don't know why. I mean, I, it's not going to be a go-to song for me because I feel like I do have to be in the mood to listen to it. But I actually like their vocal work in it. And yes, it is very generic and I'm probably going to forget it next week. But I've listened to it twice already, big surprise, and I don't think it's bad. I don't think it's, like, their best song by far, but I thought it was... I I think the reason I liked it more than I ever thought I would is I thought the vocal work was very well done. And I actually thought the composition was pretty good. I do understand, Gray, what you meant by it's just there. It does feel like that at some point that the track is just there. There there's some things I think that could be cut. I do feel the track's a little longer than it should be, but I still actually enjoyed it. I, I think one of the reasons like I, I'm harder on AKB forty eight than maybe I would if it was like some other thing. It's because, you know, I want to see them do good, you know, and and uh, I, I consider myself their target audience, you know? And so when you're dropping a song that even someone who claims that, you know, like, hey, you know, I want to like your music, you know, you know it's, it's I, I really want to be that, that fan, like, that's buying all the gear and stuff. And it's just like, I just, it's not, when it's just not ringing true to you. It's just... You know, it is what it is. And and I will say, I think this is an improvement because I, rem- I don't remember liking their last one either. Yeah, I, I remember. I, d- I don't even remember what their last one is, but I remember not caring for it. Yeah. And I'm I'm kind of surprised going. Shitsu Ren Arigato, I think, okay. was their last yes, one. Yes, it was. Yeah. And going into Nimmo Hamel Rumor, I honestly went in with the impression with I'm probably not going to like this and this isn't going to be for me. So maybe that's the impression I need to go in for because it surprised me. Go in with no sense of anything, no expectation. Yeah. So I think that's why I enjoy it. And I feel like some of their tracks lately, they don't always have the best vocal work. And I thought this was actually pretty decent. Maybe that's what got yeah. me. Maybe it's the composition. I don't know, but I was kind of surprised. I liked it more than I ever thought I would. It's not my track of the week. It's probably not a track I'm going to go back and listen to often or yeah. not much at all, but I actually don't think it was that bad. I, I will say Hana Rete, rete Itemo 
is a wonderful track. And that, that's the number two track on, on this. Because uh, if you go to Apple Music, we got the super release, kind of like, like what they've been doing edition. for the Zakas. Yeah. So, so it's got like seven tracks on it, but that number two track is solid. And uh, I would like to see them do something in this vein as like the lead singer. And do like a solid ballad because when was the last time like AKB48 did like like really pushed themselves and did like a solid ballad style number that's not on the B, C, or D side of a, of a single? You know, it's just <laughs> and and I think I think like maybe like if they did a solid ballad as like their lead singer, like. That, that might give them, like, inspiration or something. I don't know. Like, mix it up a bit more. Because I think that's, like, a, the other problem is even as generic as Nogizaka can get at times, like, you, you still have a pretty decent range of release releases that they do. And, and, and the, like, lead tracks. Like, you get the ballad. You get the mid-tempo. You get the upbeat fun song. Like, like you get that variety. And... It's not there in AKB48, I, I don't think. Again, like if, if you're the dedicated fan and you're listening to the Super Trucks, it is there. But, you know, they're not going to play Hana Rete Itemo on the radio. Like, that, like that's not something that they're going to do. They're not going to promote this song in any meaningful manner. So it, it just kind of like falls by the wayside and it's there for the fans, I guess. But... You know, I think if they really wanted to shake things up a bit more, they could totally release a track like Hanorete Itemo as the lead thing. And honest, honestly, if this was the number one track, I would have loved it this week. I, I probably, I mean, I might add this song because it's really freaking good, but I, I'm, I haven't made up my mind on that one yet, but I'm still trying to figure it out. I do think Hanarete Demo is actually a pretty solid track. I think it's a great ballad. I don't know if I could ever see them using a ballad as a lead track again, but I think it would be a great way to change it up, and I would well, love to I see mean, that. It's, it's It's been years since they've done it, and even so, it wasn't really a big thing. I mean, at this point, Akimoto isn't even steering the ship, so the reason why... He's steering more of Nogizaka. It's uh, that, that's the reason why uh, Nogizaka sounds at least a little bit more entertaining. But I am so happy. I am so happy that finally, finally, Gray, you know what the hell I'm talking about when I'm talking about AKB48 because they had not. I agree with everything you've said, and uh, you probably heard me say all these things. They have not innovated in so long. It's it's absolutely appalling. And to the point that even their graduation songs aren't doing it. I mean, Shitsune and Arigato was supposed to be for Manami Minigishi's graduation song. And you can tell me that that song was not good. Their their graduation songs have been utter trash, to be honest. Even Sashi's, Sashi Harino's graduation song was, it was somewhat memorable. But you can't tell me that that is holds a candle to to Kaede Michiwa or Yuaku Made, which is the other graduation songs for Nogizaka. 
You can't tell me that. No, nor would I try to, because it's just, it, it, like I said, like yeah, and it's one of those things. Just like uh, for me, I you can tell me all day, but until I see it, it's hard for me to like see where you're coming from. But yeah, like you know, just going back over like their history and stuff like that, and it's always like it's, and again, like I think, like I said, you know, they have like really good songs if you dig deep but you know you 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 have to dig for it and they're not promoting them in any meaningful manner it's it's just there for the fans and i i think like they're going they're going in a direction where they're going to have to i i don't i don't see them being particularly i know it's number one i know we're talking about it but just looking at the sales numbers here i they can't be happy with this with the performance of this I mean, over three hundred thousand, regardless, is is pretty much subpar for them at this point in time. I mean, they, if you go back to their heyday, they weren't even making these numbers. So you know, you know, even right, the lowest lowest of the low is still still bringing in the money. Even if you count in inflation during that time, they weren't making over three hundred thousand. Granted, if this was Simbatsu time, then yeah, no, no, no. This, 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 this is like minuscule because during Simbatsu, at their heyday, they were selling one million. They were they were making yeah. a million at during Simbatsu times. So you know, it's it's not even even close. But to the point here, you know. I don't want to say the the sun has passed, and I've been arguing that they should just close the forty eights and just rely on forty six at this point because at this point in time, forty eights have been haven't been doing anything to revitalize that wheel. They're going into the way of Morning Musume. Back when Morning Musume was falling out, and as someone that probably lived through that luna you should know what i'm talking about exactly oh yes i do so you know and i i've i've went through this um privately on twitter and i said that you know the last member of the 48s uh yamuchi suzudan graduated from ske 48 and that that that's the reason why judina was kind of um talking about SKE for a bit and with that she was the last member I have ever ever cared about because everyone else left during this year like since Shitsuda Narigato which was Minami Minigishi's one you lost Yokoyama Yui who I thought was a lifer for the 48s but now she's done she she was the so-called general manager to keep all the girls in town but now she's done she graduated as well over this small period of time and she didn't even get a graduation song and she's been in the group for over 10 years at this point too which is which is sad which is sad but it is what it is at this point i mean you got yuki kashiwagi who i think is just never her 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 time with that group Oh boy, she should have left years ago and she could have made a name with herself, but at this point her name is just embedded with AKB. If she if she graduates, she's she's not gonna make a name for herself at this point. And that's really sad. But going back to the song, you guys are right, this isn't moving the needle at all. And I don't 
I've I've been extremely harsh with 48 because of the fact that I used to be a fan long long time ago. And I do like the fact that they are giving us the super is the special editions like how they do with the 46s and it does give us all the other B-side singles. But you are right, Gray. No one's going to be listening to that unless you're a hardcore fan. You are going to only listen to Nemo Hamo Rumor and that's it. That's going to be the one that gets the the buzz here. Unless you go to a concert or hang around their cafes or stuff like that. And even if you hang around their cafes, they are going to only do the main hits. And it's just sad to see the 48s this way. And it, it really hurts me as a longtime fan of them. It really hurts. But, you know, as we said... It sold gangbusters regardless. Three over three hundred fifty-three thousand six hundred thirty-one points here. Is there anything that you guys want to add before we move on to the albums here, or are you good? I said what I, I needed have to said say. My piece. <laughs> but yeah, with that, let's continue on to the albums here, and I can understand why a little bit of the the steam went what got taken over here. As we got a couple of things here. We got Crazy in Love by Itzy, which is another another 101 Japan thing. I, I can already see it here. We got Still 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 Stellar by Hoshimachi Suisei. So this is very, very interesting that she is on here. So she is one of the first Hello Live people to actually kind of do well on the Oricon besides... Uh, Sora, which is one of the, the first members, and Ozki that we've talked about previously for the VTuber style. But Suisei, she's an amazing vocalist, and I'm really, really happy for her, for her in that that she, she plays sick. So congratulations to her. We got Sodaru with Yume o Kage, ya, uh, Kagasete. Doing well at number five here. We got With Me Again by 2PM at number three. Is all of 2PM included in this? Did they do their military stuff at this point? Yes, they did. They All of 2PM should be back. Okay, if so I'm correct. Um, I mean, there's only six members, right? So, I mean, it looks like all six of them are on mm-hmm. here. I'm glad to see them but. back because I, I've always loved 2PM. And I thought they were... I mean, they were always fantastic, to be honest. Yeah. So I'm out of all the K-pop groups that I did follow, them and Big Bang were the big ones, and seeing them come back makes me really happy. But yeah, with number one that took all the steam here, it is Snowman's latest album, Snowmania Season One or S One. I'm pretty sure that is being Season One because they're probably going to do similar title schemes with this by Snowman, and they, they saw the bombastic. 841,000. I mean, that's around their their debut single levels of success here. So, congratulations to them. But, with that, I want to say thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Ungaku to You. You can find all, us on all social media platforms on Twitter at Instagram at Ongaku to You. You can follow the website where we report about the Japanese music industry at ongakuryu.com. You can also follow our affiliates, Koryu Hunter, who is a variety Twitch streamer who's doing the creepy month of October as well. 
And you can follow him at twitch.tv slash Hunter K-Y-O-R-Y-U-H-U-N-T-E-R. You can also follow our lovely affiliate Timber Taff, who is going through Deltarune right now. Because that Toby Fox loving mother effer is just soaking it all up. A game that is only two hours long. He's been doing four streams of it as of late. And all these streams are hella long, so I don't know what the hell he's doing. But you can talk... Follow him at twitch.tv slash TimberTaft, T-I-M-B-E-R-T-A-F-T. You can also follow your sister, Luna Rose, who is probably excited about the new Final Fantasy expansion that is coming out within the month. You can check her out at twitch.tv slash RainStarKitty, R-A-I-N-S-T-A-R-K-I-T-T-Y. You can also follow Fangirl Has No Name who is a variety streamer in and of herself and is probably going goo-goo and gagas over the Skyward Sword remake right now. You can check her out at twitch.tv slash fangirlhasnoname, F-A-N-G-I-R-L-H-A-S-N-O-N-A-M-E. You can also check out the podcast that I do at Fangirl Kill and Timber called Potasaurus. This past week, we had a very special guest on our podcast his name is captain k he is also a variety streamer and a lovely bundle of topics here you can check us out by talking about the wonderful <laughs> there apparently there is a spider romance novel that is absolutely bonkers you can hear us talk about that you can also hear how we talk about and trash on michigan because they talk about duck duck gray deuce and uh, Grey Duck and not Grey Goose and things like that you can also check us check that out by looking up Crow You Hunter same as his Twitch handle on all podcast streaming services you can check me out on Twitter at OTYKim1 where I talk about Bang Dream Inaiba Roboco Herobo and more Inaiba where can we find you Grey you can find me on Twitter at LongGakaGrey where I'm about what I'm watching what I'm playing all that fun jazz just picked up Metroid Dread and been kind of taking over my life a bit but uh, shouldn't be like that for too much longer so if you're interested in what I'm up to just follow me there and you Luna you can follow me on several social media such as Twitter my anime list anime planet as Luna Maria 87 or Instagram as nerdy collector Luna you can see about all the fun horror and spooky stuff I've been tweeting and sharing lately and you can check me out on Destroy the Brain's latest podcast where we talked about James Wan's Malignant. Oh yeah, I want to say thank you very much for listening to this week's episode of Ongakuryu. I'm your host Ken saying thank you very much and have a great day. Aloha. This is Luna saying hope you guys enjoyed our episode. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate everyone. Hope you have a fantastic week. Jamatane. And this is great. Hope everyone has a wonderful week and we'll be right back here next time. Bye bye.